I'm Josh Escobedo with Weintraub Tobin. We have an update concerning the scuffle between the Cleveland Guardians roller derby team and the MLB's Cleveland baseball team, which intends to rebrand as the Cleveland Guardians. Um, that will be the subject of today's installment of the briefing by the IP Law Blog. Well, Josh, it looks like the Cleveland roller derby team and the Cleveland baseball team weren't able to work things out after all. I'd say that's a fair characterization, Scott. On Tuesday, October 26th, the Cleveland Roller Derby team, the Cleveland Guardians, filed suit against the Cleveland Guardians Baseball Company, LLC, which is the entity formerly known as the Cleveland Indians Baseball Company, over its intent to rebrand the baseball team as the Cleveland Guardians. For those of you who may not have seen or heard our prior installment on this issue, Josh and I discussed how we believe that the Cleveland baseball team may not have done all of their necessary due diligence before announcing their intent to rebrand to the Cleveland Guardians. And then that caused them to end up in a trademark dispute with a roller derby team of the same name. Now, both of us believed and expected that this would work itself out without litigation and the matter would settle. Apparently, that's not the case, right, Josh? Obviously not. According to the Cleveland Roller Derby team's complaint in the United States District Court for the Northern District of Ohio, there cannot be two Cleveland Guardian teams in Cleveland, and they were the first. As a result, they filed suit, and they're seeking an injunction and their costs. According to the Cleveland Roller Derby team, which is a nonprofit entity, despite being valued at over $1 billion, the baseball team is trying to bulldoze the roller derby team and their superior rights to the name Cleveland Guardians. The complaint seems to indicate that the two teams were in contact before the baseball team announced their rebrand in July. Is that so? That is so. According to the complaint, the baseball team reached out through counsel and informed the roller derby team that they were considering rebranding as the Cleveland Guardians. And they asked for the roller derby team to send over photos of their jerseys and to inform them of their other intellectual property that the team has associated with their operations. Uh, the baseball team allegedly indicated that they would then evaluate the information provided and discuss whether they had any interest in acquiring the Cleveland Guardians intellectual property. So before announcing the rebrand, the Cleveland Indians knew of this roller derby team, knew of their IP, actually saw their IP on the roller derby team's jerseys and whatnot, considered whether or not their use of, uh, their use of the Guardians as a name for their team would infringe the roller derby team's rights and just decided to go ahead and uh, rebrand. That's a really interesting set of facts to say the least. I agree. I think it's concerning. And the complaint alleges that the roller derby team felt the same. In fact, uh, shortly after the discussions with the baseball team and providing pictures of the jerseys and a description of their other IP, uh, the roller derby team said that they became very concerned about the baseball team's use of guardians and the damage it could do to them relating to consumer confusion. Uh, so they reached out to the baseball team and they told the baseball team, if you intend to rebrand as the Cleveland Guardians, you will need to acquire our intellectual property. Uh, and they offered to sell it to them, including their domain, clevelandguardians.com. 
Does the complaint discuss how the baseball team responded? It does. It says that the baseball team responded the same day and offered a nominal amount equal to no more than 15 minutes of the team's annual revenue. And of course, the roller derby team rejected that offer. Instead, they issued their own counteroffer, but apparently they're still waiting for a response to that offer. And I understand that the baseball team also took some interesting action strategy with respect to a trademark filing as well, didn't they? They did. Interestingly, on April 8, 2021, the team filed an application for registration of the Cleveland Guardians in the East African nation of Mauritius, despite the roller derby team having a United States trademark registration. Later, after the initial discussions between the roller derby team and the baseball team, the baseball team filed an application for a design mark, which looks remarkably similar to the roller derby team's logo, both featuring a winged G. Of course, the font on the G's is different and the colors are different, but they're still very, very similar. Uh, the roller derby team also alleges that the baseball team, in filing its application with the United States Trademark Office, committed a fraud on the office by failing to disclose the existence of the roller derby team's prior use of Cleveland Guardians, and instead attesting to having no knowledge of any other person having the right to use the mark for the covered goods and services. Josh, any thoughts on why the baseball team filed that trademark registration application in Mauritius? My only thought is that it has something to do with the fact that the nation of Mauritius recently joined the Madrid Protocol. And if you wouldn't mind, Scott, could you enlighten our viewers and listeners? Yeah. So the Madrid Protocol is one of, uh, it's an international intellectual property treaty. And the Madrid Protocol allows for the registration of trademarks through the Home Trademark Office and other member states. So if I had a trademark either registered or was filing a new trademark application in the United States, and I also wanted to file in, let's say, Great Britain, I could do that through my filing at the United States Patent and Trademark Office. And I wouldn't have to separately file in Great Britain, and I wouldn't have to separately hire a, a, a barrister or solicitor. I never remember which one it is. I think it's a solicitor. I wouldn't have to separately hire a solicitor to help me with my registration application in Great Britain. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that I automatically, you know, get the registration in Great Britain, even if my mark registers in the United States. The examining attorney at the foreign in the foreign country is still going to examine that trademark application for compliance with, in our case, Great Britain's trademark laws. Uh, I don't get a free pass. So even though the baseball team filed a trademark application in Mauritius, even if that application were to register in Mauritius, they wouldn't get a trademark here in the United States. It would still be examined by a trademark examiner at the USPTO, and more than likely, the examining attorney would uh, issue a 2D likelihood of confusion rejection, rejection, refusing to register the baseball team's mark based on likelihood of confusion with the, um, the roller derby team's mark. So that's, I mean, I guess we'll never know what the why they did it, or maybe we will at some point in time, uh, but maybe we'll never know. But anyways, with regard, going back to the the complaint and the um, roller derby uh, team's allegation, um, 
It seems that the roller derby team's trademark application is a problematic for the baseball team. What do you think of the merits of the roller derby team's complaint? I think it's interesting to say the least, Scott. I think that both sides have reasonably strong arguments. So, for example, the baseball team has a reasonable argument that consumers will not be confused by their use of the mark in connection with baseball. Uh, presumably, sport fans and, and consumers of sport, sporting-related goods uh, know the difference between baseball and roller derby. And I think that's a reasonably compelling argument. On the other hand, they're still within the same uh, classification of goods and services. They're fairly closely related. I mean, they both are sports, but at the same time, people know the difference between their sports. Uh, of course, on the other hand, the roller derby team has a reasonably strong argument that consumers may be confused in the marketplace when they're seeking apparel or other sporting related goods and services. Um, and they may also have a reasonable argument that consumers will be ultimately confused when they're deciding to visit one of the two teams' websites or looking to tag one of the two teams on social media. In fact, there's been an instance, or should I say numerous instances of actual confusion, according to the complaint, uh, because an influx of users caused the roller derby team's website to crash when they were seeking information related to the baseball team. Uh, the roller derby team has also expressed concerns that any sort of posts or tags or anything else on social media for the roller derby team will ultimately be drowned in posts about the baseball team or conduct that's being carried out by the organization. So I think that's also a reasonable argument. I, I think both sides have fairly strong arguments. This isn't a situation where I think one side is completely at the mercy of the other. Uh, I'm really just curious to see how it plays out. Yeah, I am too. We'll have to keep an eye out for this one. Uh, I, I still am going to suspect that it's ultimately going to settle. If I had to wager, I think it will probably, the, the, I think that the roller derby team is just going to buckle under the cost of litigation and eventually have to settle. That's what I think. I think I, it's possible, but I, I don't think I'm going to take any other positions on what's going to happen after our, our last belief that this would settle before litigation. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> thanks for sharing, Josh. Of course. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for tuning in to this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Please remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and to our podcast. And if you're interested in more content like this, please visit our website at theiplawblog.com. <laughs>